Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, Star Wars fans. Welcome to Table Flip, episode special guest, times two. We have with us a old, old friend of the show, Nate Ketrasel. How's it going, buddy? Hello, how are you doing today? I'm good. I ask you that first, so how's it going? Oh, it's going good. <laughs> um, going stir-crazy. Yeah, well, so. that happens. That happens. And yeah, we, do, we do have another special guest. Um, this guest is a little bit different from what we, we normally do, but he is a creator of a really interesting uh, gaming gear, uh, if, if that is the correct term. Uh, Bobby, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Now, would gaming gear be the correct term, or would you prefer gaming accessories? Uh, we could go accessories. We could go gear. You know, it's all the same. It, we're, at, we're we're basically building solutions to help you organize and store your LCGs. You know, your Agricola, uh, mostly with a card-based focus. Sweet, awesome. And uh, your website is go7gaming.com. That's go7gaming.com. Uh, check it out. Your Kickstarter was funded by like triple or quadruple the amount, which is really, really cool to see that. And uh, when did your Kickstarter actually officially end? Uh, January 2nd at 7.07 p.m. Nice. That, very cool. Very cool. Um, so what can you tell us about your product and um, how will this benefit those who play Star Wars or any other uh, trading card game or games uh, for that matter? Well, I'll tell you, I, I had avoided the uh, FFG LCGs for, well, for forever until last Christmas. And I started looking at the Netrunner. You know, Netrunner was getting just a ton of press and people were going crazy over it. And, and then I saw the Star Wars. And I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, mm -hmm. but I'm a huge game fan. And, and I started really looking into the uh, LCGs and I kind of got a little hooked there into the Star Wars. And we picked up the Netrunner as well. And started buying, you know, all of the uh, expansions. And suddenly I noticed, oh my gosh, I've got cards everywhere and no way to really <laughs> organize them. So, you know, I, I looked around for solutions and, uh, well, here's what we ended up with, uh, a laser cutter and me just designing the heck out of all sorts of solutions. Awesome. Yeah, the, the quality of your case is probably the best on the market right now, in my personal opinion at least. And I think the rest of my show hosts can agree with me on this. It is, it's made out of wood, which is... I mean, you can't really beat that, and the rest of your material is just top notch. I mean, you you do uh, now. Do you do custom engraving? Is, is uh, that... we're not, no, we're not doing any custom engraving yet. We will be looking at that uh, okay. second quarter of this year. Okay, because the uh, the engravings that you have right now are just beautiful. It looks super professional and just really really well done. Um, what what can someone expect to uh, pay for this type of thing? I mean, I've looked at some of the prices already, and they're fairly they're very very affordable. Well, I guess the best news at this point is if you were a Kickstarter backer, you know, all of our engraving was free. Mm -hmm. um, we're about to open pre-orders this week, uh, a couple of days. And so if you jump in to pre-orders, uh, the engravings will be free as well. And we'll be maintaining Kickstarter pricing mm -hmm. essentially through, you know, the end of March. At that point, we'll be in normal production and normal pricing. Okay. So uh, pretty much everything right now is uh, very, very uh, kind of promotional pricing. You know, get it while it's hot, hot type of thing, and uh, you know you, you'll get a really, really good deal. So I would definitely encourage our listeners and anyone who really plays any type of CCGs to really kind of look into this. Uh, it's just just beautiful craftsmanship, and the the tokens themselves are very, very good. Um, what was some of your inspiration for this entire project? Um, ma mainly the tokens. I'm actually really curious about the tokens. Uh, what what were some of the things that you drew from to to uh, create the tokens? Oh wow, tokens are. Tokens are tough. Um, 
You know, we, we had been playing Star Wars for, uh, goodness, probably a couple of months. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I noticed was, you know, as, as you really get into the game, you know, uh, you're maybe halfway through the game and there are just, just tokens everywhere, right? Little cardboard chits everywhere. And I started really thinking about what could I do to improve that? And what I came up with was double-sided tokens. Now, some folks, uh, do not they're not really partial to the double-sided tokens, but I love them. I mean, you can sit down and essentially reduce your token clutter by, you know, essentially half. Um, so that's really what kind of pulled me towards tokens. And then once I started making them, I kind of I kind of went bananas with them. Cool. Uh, now, the, the Star Wars tokens, since this is a Star Wars show, are really interesting. Uh, the shield tokens are probably my favorite out of the entire set. Uh, they they look like a, a shield and they say S on them and they're they're clear blue which is just really really cool. Um, mm -hmm. Now uh, I know that Team Covenant did something uh, like this, but they kind of used the L shape with a little clear word on there, and you did that with the Force. Um, what was there any any inspiration from Team Covenant's tokens in this project, or uh, was this kind of a just happy coincidence? Uh, that's really a happy coincidence. I actually own a couple of uh, sets of their stuff. Um, you know what they did with the L shapes and allowing you to stack them to count damage and shields, really neat. Um, I kind of went with a double-sided, uh, you know, design. That's sort of our hallmark at this point. Um, and and I'll tell you, those Team Covenant guys are really raising the bar. If you've seen their new Netrunner tokens, oh, they're uh, they're fantastic. Absolutely, color filled. I mean, they're doing some amazing work. It's labor intensive, but those things are beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so the, the double-sided, um, what was your inspiration for that, uh, other than kind of uh, reduce the amount of token clutter? It, it really just grew out of that simple requirement was how can I improve and sort of streamline the game as, as we're playing it. Uh, and, and from there, I just sort of carried it forward. You know, we carried it over into Mage Wars, um, where you tend to have a lot of token clutter and just, you know, other games. Okay, interesting. Um, now, the, the focus tokens are probably, like... I'm I'm looking at them and they're really they're really unique. I don't want to say that they're um, not my favorite, but I think they'd be really hard to get used to because most players are used to one token for each focus. Mm -hmm. So, um, it, in your playtesting with these, did, did you uh, find that um, yourself or anyone playing with them kind of forgot every once in a while? Not since there was like a, a double token face up, and you're like, oh wait, that, that's only two, that's not one. Absolutely. Your first couple of games, you, you will tend to struggle with that. Um, it, you know, if you make the decision to kind of stick with it and, and you know, you, you really want to use them, you'll become used to them and it'll become second nature. But th those first couple of games can be a little bumpy. Cool, cool. Well, I'm, I'm excited to, to use them and, and try them out. Um, as far as the, the force tokens, I think these are probably my second favorite out of, out of the whole set because you're able to put it on top of the card and it moves with the card instead of having to move like a Yoda with 19 enhancements plus the Force card all over the table. Oh, yeah. Um, now, uh, as far as the uh, translucence, translucency of these, are they pretty translucent? Uh, I assume they're about the same material as, as the, the shield tokens? Uh, exactly. Okay. It would be the exact same, yeah. Awesome. Okay, so, um, Nick, what kind of uh, questions do you have for Mr. Bobby? Uh, so, my first question is... Uh, what was sort of your your inspiration? I mean, I know you talked about it a little bit before, is that you wanted to organize things, but uh, what what made you really push you yourself to bring this to the masses? Oh wow! Um, Big uh, questions here on table flip. I'm telling you, you guys, you guys are on top of this. Um, what I like to do every once in a while, every couple of years, is I'll undertake a new project. Um, it was mobile software four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. 
and, and so this was just kind of a, the new project. I, I kind of looked up after, you know, uh, four or five weeks of designing and, and doing prototyping. And I said, this is a lot of fun. I really enjoy the design process. And I enjoy, you know, you know, having this pop out the other end and having an actual solution that can, you know, make my, my gaming life better. Um, so this just kind of grew into my big project for, you know, this uh, every several years. And next thing you knew, I know I have 45 products and, uh, and a Kickstarter. Wow. That's, that's really impressive. So, so you're basically one of the guys that Forbes is like, look at this guy. He, he's a self-starter. <laughs> he can get things done. You know, watch out. He, he's a future billionaire right here. Uh, I'll take self-starter. Um, <laughs> I don't know about the billionaire. That's a that's a that's hey, a large hill there. It could Disney could be like, we like this guy. He's you know he makes Star Wars stuff. Well, let's pick him up to make toys or something. I don't know. You never know. Um, uh, step two is FFG acquires me, right? That's the key. <laughs> ah, there we go. There we go. That works. So, um, uh, Nick, we'll get back to you in a second. But a question just kind of popped up into my head. Will you ever grant the ability to make custom tokens, say if we wanted to make like table flip tokens or uh, or something that was just like really more Star Wars-y? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so one of, the, one of the challenges of doing custom engravings or, or custom tokens is, of course, that, you know, we sort of respect other people's IP. Correct. Um, uh, but as to whether, you know, we could make some custom tokens for you guys for a special event or something like that, you know, I, I'm always open to talk to you guys. Cool. Excellent. Very cool. Um, Nick, any more questions from you, sir? Uh, did you find it hard to get the project started through Kickstarter, or what was your experience with that? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, you know, you haven't lived until you've had a Kickstarter. Um, we spent about two weeks doing video, doing the page, um, laying out all the products. And, you know, your, your mileage will vary there because, you know, we had 45 products, but didn't find it very challenging. Uh, once we had done all of our work and had the page ready, submitted it, and Kickstarter approved it uh, 24 hours later. Wow. Sure. Yeah, that is a quick turnaround. That is a quick turnaround. My goodness. Uh, Nate, any questions for Mr. Bobby here? Um, I just want to know why you feel the need to drain my bank account so much <laughs> um, <laughs> with not only kickstarting your product, but pretty much every product that you link on your Facebook. <laughs> Why do you have to keep making so many cool connections with your game and stuff? Oh, yeah, that's our biggest complaint, right? Is, is, is people keep sending me these notes saying, look, quit, quit telling me about grip mats. Quit telling me about double six dice. I, I apologize. You know what? <laughs> Good products are hard to come by, so yeah, I, 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 I think it's okay. I will say that um, Bobby sent me a, a review copy um, back before the Kickstarter started, mm -hmm. and um, getting getting it in the mail and not really knowing what it was because all I kind of knew was, hey, I'm getting something to review, and it comes and it's this pile of wood and acrylic dividers. And it's just kind of like, I don't know what to do with this. And then you figure out what to do with it. These inserts are probably my greatest thing to show off to people now because I like can walk into a gaming thing with my Star Wars box, open it up, and everybody kind of gathers around and they're like, what in the world? How did you organize your cards so amazingly? Yeah. And I'm like, hey, go check out this website. And then everybody else starts complaining that I'm draining their bank accounts of money because <laughs> they're going to start. <laughs> but no, it's once you see it in use and, and have the, the hands-on time with it, like Bobby was saying earlier, 
it's how you're going to want to organize your card. Oh, and it's just kind of silly that it works so well for something that in its design is so simple. And that's what I think makes it a good product. Well, I mean, just, yeah, I mean, just kind of, kind of going off of that, like just the sheer simplicity of the design and just how things are actually kind of laid out. It, it makes it so much better because, you know, you go to gaming stars, stars stores, they have these cheap cardboard boxes that you can buy for, like, anywhere between $3 to, like, $20. And, they're like, they hold, like, 15 cards to, like, 4 billion cards. You're like, okay, cool. And then they have, like, these cheap little plastic inserts that, like, it just looks like white trash card organizing. It's just terrible. I'm just like, <laughs> like it's just – my, like my store especially like has has these these card insurance i'm just like what the heck like why would anyone spend ten dollars on a cardboard box that you can go to kroger for which kroger is a local food store here and just say hey do you have any cardboard boxes and I'm like yeah sure get some hot glue get some duct tape possibly get some paint and make it look for like so much better for like maybe three dollars mm -hmm. so i mean yours again and now is is your wood what, what kind of wood do you use in your uh, material if, if you don't mind me asking. Sure, sure. Um, so the prototypes that we sent out for reviewers were made with a Baltic birch. That's essentially a Eastern European tree source. It's a birch, and it's as a plywood. So it's uh, the three millimeters of two-ply. Um, but for production, we'll be using an HDF product that uh, is essentially impregnated with a polyurethane. So imagine something that's slightly darker, just a little, just a touch darker, um, but essentially the same toughness, the same, you know, flex and all that. Oh, my stuff. gosh, that's... Folks, that is just production quality at its finest. See, it's funny. Like, this product is something you would find, like, in the 90s, production quality. Like, just top-notch. They use, like, super steel and just, like, all these, like, expensive glues and all this, 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 all this cool stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, the um, the boxes themselves are just phenomenally beautiful. Um, like, I, I just – I can't get over just how, how these things look. Um, now I'm looking at uh, a box, and there's some some decorations on the side. Is that a custom uh, design, or is is that something that uh, um, users can actually purchase? Which model is it? Uh, the inserts for Devastation of Indies, I believe. Ah, uh, Indies, yeah, sure. Um, so which box are you looking at? That would be the uh, DOI-001 insert. Okay, so you're looking at the so that's just a custom insert that we built uh, working with Brad over there, and that fits inside the Devastation of Indines box. Okay. So okay, I got you, got you. Okay, so explain the uh, the storage chests and their their main function other than to store things. Oh sure, you bet. So um, we have two main storage chests that aren't related to Agricola: the EXT001 and the EXT003 storage chests. Um, these storage chests basically offer you four, in the smaller one, you get four rows of card storage, and then there are these pockets in the side where you can place bit boxes. And we have a line of bit boxes, and these are small, you know, nine inches by three inches or so boxes mm -hmm. that have various configurations. So you can buy a bit box that has four compartments or eight compartments or five compartments or three compartments, and it goes on and on and on forever. And you can take these bit boxes, and let's say, you know, you're a Star Wars player and you have our custom tokens, you could buy, you know, a five space bit compartment bit box and you could drop your, your various tokens in these various compartments, slide it closed, drop it in the side. And then there's a, a sort of a top tray that you put on top of the cards and the bit boxes and you can put, you know, your custom play mats that you had, mm -hmm. ink play mats maker that you won in the tournament, put those on top. And then um, we have a somewhat innovative 
slide top. So one one of the things that I, I really worked on when I was you know doing all this design was I didn't want to put hinges on the box because everybody puts hinges on a box and you know puts the lid on with these hinges, and then you need a clasp. So I developed this friction-based slide top where basically it just slides in these wooden rails and closes. And there's a little U closure that keeps it closed so that if you pick it up and jostle it around, it doesn't fall open. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's just real, real simple approach here. Um, providing card storage and providing some storage for the various bits that come with your games. You can throw your play mats in the top. Um, and, and that EXT-01 is, is a rather low-profile box. It doesn't take up a whole lot of space. Um, the EXT-03, we call him the tall boy. It's ginormous. It's it's like a, it's not as big as a small refrigerator, but it just it just seems huge. The presence is amazing. That's that's cool. Now, um, another question I had is I'm looking on the Kickstarter, and um, I'm I'm seeing a giant wooden briefcase. Is that going to be available for purchase, or is that just a Kickstarter item? Sure, you bet. So there there have been past Kickstarters, and and just gamers on Board Game Geek discovered this amazing case. We call it the case, but it's this uh, wooden artist case that you can buy at Hobby Lobby in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, you pop this case open, real inexpensive, twenty I think it's twenty four ninety nine these days. You pop this case open, and so we we looked at this platform that people were modifying to put all their game bits in. And I said, you know what? we can do this, right? We can build inserts for this case. You know, you can just pop out to Hobby Lobby, grab the case, and put one of our inserts in it. So we've defined uh, four different models of, of inserts that fit inside this case and, you know, for card storage and, and things of that nature. Uh, it, it's really an amazing and versatile platform. The problem is our Canadian friends and, and, of course, our European friends, Australian friends, you know, all the other people outside the U.S. can't get their hands on this case. So we basically provided them during the Kickstarter. That's awesome. Now, um, I will say that um, the ones, uh, the cases that you can get at Hobby Lobby, I think they do ship internationally. So, if someone wanted to do that combo, I'm I'm pretty sure that you can, uh, that the Canadian listeners and the uh, UK can uh, also um, purchase that. Now, the Kickstarter is completely closed off, correct? Kickstarter is complete. Okay, just just wanted to make sure. Um, now, uh, another question I had was uh, with the. Uh, overall design. What was your uh, thinking in the overall design process, and why did you go with a full-out square and not some other irregular shape that you see a lot of companies try and uh, kind of push forward? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess first and foremost, when you're doing laser cutting, it, it, you you can certainly cut circles and you you know you can cut rounded corners. Right. Um, but I was really, and people tend to do that, but once you've cut that rounded corner, if you build a box, um, it's still going to be essentially a 90-degree join uh, right. in most areas. So I just went all out square. Now, one of the things that you could certainly do if you picked up one of our chests built or unbuilt, um, you know, you could take a, a little you know, hand sander and you could kind of hit those edges and round those corners off. That's certainly an option. Mm-hmm. But um, I really like the presence of you know the, the, those larger chests with just like a real square you know sort of profile. Right, right. That's fair. And, and you know, I would definitely agree with you. You know, it's funny. Um, another thing that these things remind me of is the 3D puzzles. I'm not sure if you've ever built one of those before, but um, like the chest in the box is really kind of give you that that three dimensional like kind of puzzle feel, and I really love that because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. with the uh, the ends of the joints are like really dark and some of them are white so it kind of gives that that really cool three-dimensional effect as well uh, yeah yeah um, uh, Nate I know that you have been sent a review copy um, what was it like to um, uh, like 
initially uh, initially organize everything, and um, did you like have to do it like three three or four times before you like got it right, or did you kind of have a, a set kind of display in your head? Um, I I kind of knew how I wanted everything set up. Like the biggest difficulty was not having instructions on how to put it together. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, oh. but I I have an engineering degree, so I was able to do it um, after asking, um, calling my mom and being like, hey, mom, do you have a wood glue? Because I did not have any. Um, <laughs> nice. Other than that, it was like, it lends itself to a easy way to, to arrange your cards. Like, it almost... As soon as you put it together and set it in the box, it basically is like, hey, this is how you should arrange your cards because it, it has a logical layout sense to it. Okay. Um, that actually brings me to my, my next question, Poppy. Um, will there be instructions included on the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the actual shipments? And, um, uh, Nate, I'll, I'll also ask you this question. Um, how long does it take to put one of these together? Uh, Bobby, we'll start with you. <laughs> well, first, in our defense um, – we mailed out all of our review boxes about two, two and a half months before the Kickstarter. And we had planned to be real timely and follow up with instructions, but we were <laughs> a little behind. So, you know. That we, happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what was my question again? Goodness. Um, how, how long can uh, someone expect to uh, uh, put these together is, is basically uh, my question. So, uh, you know, first time, no wood glue at home, um, you know, probably 20 minutes tops. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, now, once you've built a couple of them, you know, you can throw these together in eight, nine minutes. Okay. Now, um, I'm, I'm looking at them, and they basically just look like a giant dresser. You just put together, you know, put the grooves in, put wood glue in. Um, do, do any of these parts snap together, or is it all just you got, you got to put together and kind of clamp things to make sure they glue correctly? How how is the building process? Right for for Nate, I'm sure the building process is a little bit more challenging because we use that uh, that Baltic birch um, with the HDF wood. Um, you you don't get that wood grain, so it's very flat and tends not to have the knots and things that you know normal woods would have. So okay. putting together the production versions is, is really very simple. You basically would just use a tacky glue, so not a normal El Elmer's glue, but maybe a craft glue that's a little bit tackier and thicker, mm -hmm. and Basically, just join two pieces and just, you know, you can hold it for, you know, 30 seconds, 45 seconds, and, and basically set it down carefully and, and just keep moving. Okay, interesting. Uh, Nate, uh, how was your building process? Um, once I got glue, I think it took me like five minutes or so to like kind of throw it together. And basically, what, the way I did it was I glued everything up and then I slid it into um, my Star Wars. Uh, core box and just kind of use that to hold everything together until it dried nice so okay, cool. it was it was pretty simple like once i realized what it was <laughs> i'm not going to comment on that um excuse me as i have the hiccups there uh nick what other questions or comments do we do we uh, do you have about this this amazing product here well, I definitely have to say it's going to put a strain on my bank account because if – and I'll post this picture to our Facebook page, but you should see the ragtag box I have. I use the actual box from the starter kit for Star Wars, and I have all the cards with uh, index cards uh, filed in there that I wrote on with Sharpie. Oh, wow. And they're – yeah, it's pretty elaborate. Um, they're organized by faction and then by set number. Nice. Uh, 
So I'll take a picture of it, and then you can see why I need an upgrade, because uh, <laughs> I've now pushed out the sides of the box with oh. so many cards. Yeah, it's not quite enough to fit two actual rows of them uh, with the index cards and, and all the other stuff I put in there. So, uh, Interesting. But more of a statement than a question. So That's true. Um, Bobby, what is the uh, average size of the gaming inserts? I know that you've developed them a, a couple different ones for different games. But I assume that the standard CCG one fits any card. Uh, ah, in terms of the card lanes, um, yes. so th that's a little tricky. Um, for that LCG insert, you basically would not want to use the FFG sleeves. Okay. Because those are the tallest sleeves known to man, and and they're simply too tall for the insert. Um, we we do have an alternative to that that we'll be uh, rolling out to our Kickstarter backers as a choice uh, in the next day or two. And it will be available for pre-order, which uh, offers 100 millimeter card lanes so that you can use FFG sleeves or Dragon Shields or whatever. Um, with the current LCG001 insert that most people would be interested in, you would want to use uh, Ultra Pros or, or Mayday. Yep, yep. That's what I use because Ultra Pros better, in my uh, opinion level. at least. So. Level. Um, now, the, the reasoning behind this was because you uh, just wanted to get the um, – uh, review copies and Kickstarter shipments out quickly, or did FFG pull fast when it was like, hey, we have taller sleeves, nana? No, no, they didn't. Um, you know, part of the challenge for someone like me in doing this is I, I need to own every sleeve known to man. <laughs> um, and early on, I mean, basically you're constrained in that LCG box. Once you build, you know, with wood that's three millimeters thick, mm -hmm. you can only make those lanes so so wide. Correct. Uh, and you can't store cards vertically because the box is not tall enough. So that just logically limited the, the width of the lanes, and, and FFG sleeves just don't work. But we have an alternative now. So Awesome, awesome. Good to hear, good to hear. Um, Nick, since you will be buying, I assume, like 94 of these things because obviously you're very, very organized, um, what, would you, what would you actually find? Uh, find yourself uh, actually going for? Would you be going for like the, the huge storage chest with a bunch of gaming inser inserts and whatnot? Or um, would you just be kind of taking a couple gaming inserts and stacking on, uh, stacking them on top of each other? Uh, I'll probably go for like a, a, a huge box with a lot of different stuff in it. Um, currently, whatever I bring, like if I'm playing with the actual cards and I only have a couple decks, um, I have a Star Wars lunchbox that uh, actually came from... <laughs> it came. The best thing about it is it came with... Um, pancake uh, molds in the Millennium oh Falcon. Gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, the Millennium Falcon and then uh, Vader's TIE Fighter. So um, oh when I make gosh. pancakes, they come in those two sizes and uh, or two shapes. And that's what I use for like just my basic decks, like the two that I have sleeved. And then, okay. you know, I have that big amalgam box that's all gross and, and disgusting. So um, I probably get something that'll hold all of my tokens separated out because it's the most frustrating thing. I have them in little baggies. And I'm like, oh, let me dig through here. I need like a three day image one um so I, I would definitely be going for probably the the cadillac of boxes very nice very nice um nate are you going to purchase anything else I, I know that you've already been sent a review copy and you um, you, you kickstarted the yeah project. I, I i kickstarted to get another lcg one um i'm probably over the next i don't know couple of years going to buy quite a few more because i i like storing cards this way now yeah, um i know that i have one for star wars now but i have one for netrunner mm -hmm. um unfortunately i'd need like 17 of them <laughs> to store all my throne stuff yeah right. um <laughs> so they're they're i'd like the size of them i'm probably gonna 
add on a Bitbox now uh, to store my tokens. And I will actually post some pictures of how I store my stuff cool. um, and put it on the Facebook too because um, I have some cool things that I've gotten over the years to store my stuff in. So I'll post pictures of that for everybody. Awesome, awesome. Okay, um, let's see here. I had a couple other things I wanted to ask. Oh, uh, the uh, Bitboxes. Uh, right now you have the Dragon Coins, uh, Double-Sided Dice, um, fu Futuristic Metal, uh, looks like best damn metal gaming boxes coin ever, uh, mm -hmm. Dominion, Summoner Wars, and then a couple of generic ones. Um, are we going to see Star Wars LCG ones anytime soon? Well, if it were up to me, you absolutely would. Uh, and, and we don't comment on licensing negotiations, but uh, just... Right, but just you know, let it be known that of course we're going to pursue every uh, possible license. Uh, there's, you know, it. We we want to deliver the best products, and we want everybody to be able to have the logo that they want on their box. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So we can definitely look forward to those. Um, I know myself. I will definitely be getting some gaming inserts and tokens, and probably at least uh, one uh, bit box since I only play one LCG. So. Um, as far as how many tokens the uh, bit boxes can actually hold, do you have a specific number? Mm. Um, well, if you can imagine, most of these bit boxes will hold forty plus nineteen millimeter D12s. Oh wow! So they'll hold quite a few tokens. Okay, and do they only come in three dividers? Is because uh, that's what the picture is showing. Oh goodness, no. Um, okay. You can get any of our logo engravings that are available on any of the eight Bitbox models, and so there are eight different Bitbox models. Okay, okay, yeah, I'm seeing that. my mistake there. Um, what's been the most popular uh, that you've seen from the Kickstarter? The five-compartment box. It's essentially half the box is split into four compartments, and then the other half is one big compartment. I think that's the most popular to, to this Okay, point. yeah, that one looks like it would be really nice because you have you could definitely store some, some really cool stuff that way. So. Um, all right, so uh, Nick, any other questions for Mr. Bobby? So Bobby, do you actually you play a bunch of these games, right? So uh, can you give us like your top three and, and what you like about them and stuff like that? Top three. Well, my, my first advice would be don't, don't follow the path I followed, which means you play lots less games. Um, but uh, probably my top LCG is Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, yep. Um, my son and I um, picked it up, as I said, early in 2013, and you know we did a little regional tournament down here at uh, Dragon's Lair. Um, we won't talk about how we placed, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I guess my my second uh, fav most favorite LCG would be Netrunner. Okay. Very yeah. cool. Um, now, what is your reasoning be be uh, behind? You know, I, I'm I'm going to start stir up some controversy here for uh -oh. for liking uh, Star Wars more than Netrunner because I know that there uh, last year there was a huge threat about it on Card Game DB and be like, well, I like this because of this, and I like this because of this, and obviously it's all personal opinion. But uh, what is your main reason for liking Star Wars uh, more than Netrunner? Wow, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, as I've said, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. I mean, I, I watched it, you know, as as a kid, and I've seen all of the movies, but um, I, I don't know. Um, it you know I've played both. I enjoy both. When I play Netrunner, it feels more, more sparse. More, I don't know. I it just Star Wars really. You know, you can sit down. I guess it's because I can sit down and I can say, you know, what kind of deck do I want to build? I can build 
a, a deck with a theme that you know sort of a, a applies to the real world. You know, I'm going to build a, a you know a ship deck, or I'm going to build you know this this you know, rebel ship deck, or I, it's hard to explain. Um, but definitely, I've probably played Star Wars 300 times. Wow. And maybe Netrunner, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe 60 times or so. Okay. It's hard to explain. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Nick, any more questions from you, sir? I think I'm good. All right. Uh, Nate, what about yourself? I'm good as well. Okay. Uh, Bobby, I have a couple more questions for you. Um, in your entire CCG experience, um, what is probably the best card game overall that you've actually played in, in, in your uh, uh, span of CCGs? Well, that's simple, and, and I would say Star Wars because I was never a big CCG guy. Fair enough. So mm -hmm. uh, you never played Pokemon Magic or any uh, L5R, anything like that? I've played uh, Magic a total of three times in my life, and they were all last year. Very cool, very cool. All righty. Uh, no Pokemon, really? I'm kind of disappointed there. <laughs> no, no Pokemon. <laughs> oh, well, uh, that's fair. Okay, and uh, so the – yes, Nick? Oh, I was just going to say I, I have a follow-up question. So you said you play with your son. How does he like Star Wars, and uh, how did he get into it? So my middle son got into it because uh, I, I have an acquisition disorder, and I, in, I just simply introduced him to it you know, one day last year, and he, he loved it. I mean his birthday present was a, a full set of cards and to go to the tournament, so he, he, he really likes it. He's a huge game player. Awesome. Very cool. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So uh, what is your favorite uh, deck to play right now, both light side and dark side? So, see, that's a trick question. Uh, as I said, it is a trick question. Yes, yes. you caught me. <laughs> because I have not played uh, anything uh, of note for probably four months. Uh oh. Yep. Just uh, you know, a little game here and there when I could grab it. I've been super busy with the launch and all that stuff. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, okay. So another kind of trick question. What's your favorite card? My favorite card. My favorite card. Oh, probably. Goodness. There's so many. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I don't know that I can actually pick a favorite card. Fair enough. The, the, there is there is there is a qu quite a lot to pick from there. there. There was homework, and I did not do it, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It is okay. All right. Well, Bobby, sir, I greatly appreciate you being on the show, and uh, Nate, you as well. But you know, whatever, Nate. We don't we, we don't really care about. Yeah, that. I it's know. Fun, I'm, yeah. Whatever. I'm uh, nobody special. <laughs> Bobby, if you could go ahead and plug everything you wish to plug, social media, network, you know, all that fun stuff. Absolutely. Uh, Facebook.com, uh, Go7Gaming. Of course, you can find our website at Go7Gaming.com, um, where you can you know, send us email through the website, uh, and you can of course go have a look at what we did during our Kickstarter and get an idea of what you might like to purchase for yourself or your loved ones. Um, at Kickstarter and just search for inserts and you'll find our Kickstarter. Very cool. Uh, Nate, any plugs you wish to to do? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm well, going to give that's, a That's really cool. Nick, anything you... you... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So I'm going to give a shout out to uh, all the guys uh, up here in Minnesota that I've been playing cards with. Um, there's Ryan and Mick and Shad and Jason and Dane and other people who I forget the name that means he Patrick like oh, thanks, and man. no there's been so many people up here that have been playing Star Wars it is amazing I think uh, we usually play on Friday nights I think our last get together we had 
nine people there. It must be nice to have them that were playing Star Wars. Oh, it was it was amazing. Awesome. It's so much fun. But I just want to give a shout out to all those guys. They've made it a blast to be up here for the last couple months. Very cool. Very cool. Nick, shout outs and go. Uh, shout outs just to the fans as always you know without your support the show wouldn't go on uh, look forward to more updates and stuff on our Facebook and Twitter uh, make sure you're following if you're just listening to the show on our other websites through Team Covenant or on Card Game DB and uh, that's it for this week and uh, I also want to give a shout out to my wife once again who lets me do this show uh, whenever I need to so thank you dear love you uh, Bobby I want to give a shout out to you for spending time out of your Sunday evening uh, to do some, some interviewees and uh, thank you for such a wonderful product. Uh, this is something that I think a lot of us has been, has been kind of looking for in terms of game organization and card organization. I mean, in all honesty, you can use this for whatever you want. I mean, but it's just, it's such a, it's just a great product. And I'm, I'm really looking, looking forward to, uh, to using it in the future and uh, just kind of making my collection look really, really pretty and having everyone go, what is that? Why would you get it? And be like, oh, just go to this cool website and spend lots of money because it's awesome. Um, but Bobby, thank you very much for your time. Uh, once again, guys, go7gaming.com, Facebook forward slash go7gaming. Check them out. Uh, pre-order start, uh, I believe you said, what, next week or so? Yep, and within the next week. Awesome. All right, cool. So uh, we'll have this episode up hopefully tonight if I can get everything edited, and then uh, it'll be out for the masses. Once again, Bobby, Nick, and Nate, thank you very much for your time. Thank you to our listeners. May the force be with you. God bless everybody. See you.